Thank you so much for joining me today. I am Yetunde and I talk to people about their journey into tech. Hello, today I'm going to be speaking to Bolaji about blogging as a newbie. So Bolaji, what made you decide to get into tech? Oh, actually I've actually been in tech for, I think quite some time. I had this thing for tech. It's just a natural stuff that's been in me. I just love computers and stuff like that. So. I actually started with blogging. I was I had an account with Blogspot. That was where I started tech. I was like writing some technical articles just roughly then. So when I finished high school, I met a friend who was actually into software development. So he introduced me to it and that was how I got into tech. Okay. How long have you been in tech? Yeah, I think roughly two and a half years now. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, what challenges did you have while learning tech and how did you get past it? Wow. I had so many challenges. Um, one of them was I had no laptop when I started learning how to code. I was actually learning with my smartphone. It was not really a smartphone. So I, I was using W3 schools. I write down my codes in my book. And when I get to school, I run it on my friend's laptop. I use my uncle's laptop in school also to run stuff. So basically, I had a passion for it. So I was not allowing me not having a laptop to stop me. So when I get to anywhere, people always call me a programmer, like, because I'm always asking, okay, let me use a phone, let me use a laptop. So I use that to practice while I was learning, and it really helped me till I got my laptop. Well, another challenge I faced was power and internet. It's actually really hard for a newbie to cope with that. If you're experienced, you can actually find a way through that, but for a newbie, it's always hard. You have no cash to run stuff, so I actually had to keep practicing wherever I go, I charge and I run stuff. It took me a long while before I could manage and patch up all this stuff, but it was worth it. Yeah, that's true. You really have a lot of perseverance to be able to <laughs> code on yeah. your phone. <laughs> so how did you learn? Did you self-learn? Did you learn by yourself or did you go to school for tech? Yeah, I self-learned, like I learned myself. Ah, what did you use? What uh, resources apart from W3 school? Okay, I, I started with dormitory schools then. After then, I, I learned from Freecode Camp. I take some Udemy courses also. I currently learn from egg.i. Okay. So, um, what was your experience using those tools to learn? Well, dormitory school is kind of a cool curriculum. I advise every beginner to go through it. It's actually detailed. And Freecode Camp is actually, it takes you through practice, like practice while learning. So I prefer Freecode Camp to W3 School because of that. And then when I started moving forward, I had to take advanced courses, like real courses. So I took in some Udemy courses and some Egedai courses. So they were all awesome courses. Okay, that's good. So how's the tech industry in Nigeria? Well, it's really awesome. Nigeria is really awesome because we have... A lot of developer communities supporting we have a lot of startups coming from nigeria like a lot of people are venturing into tech in nigeria and it's really really cool and awesome because there is actually a large community around it now and it's really awesome nigeria is moving fast in tech yeah i've definitely seen that <laughs> so can you tell me about the organizations and the communities you're part of and your roles in it okay I'm part of um, Ingressive. So Ingressive is a 
is a capital firm in Lagos. So I'm part of the Immigrative Campus Ambassadors Program. The campus ambassadors are individuals across various institutions in Nigeria who are passionate about building tech communities in their various campuses. So we work together to build an active community of tech enthusiasts in universities in Nigeria. So I'm a campus ambassador for my university. I also work as a web developer intern at OpNepa NG in Lagos. So OpNepa is basically an app. It's a data-driven platform that gives you real-time information about the total number of hours of electricity supply in a selected community. It's more like telling me when there's lights and when there's no lights, stuff like that. So I work as an intern there. I also work at um, a part of Youths on the Find. So it's basically Youths on the Find is an organization, a non-governmental organization of youths with like mind and with a vision of creating positive impact. It's more about getting youths to be creative. So I work on the technical support team for Youths on the Find. Then I work at um, Gitech Consult as a freelancer. Just basically I run, I, I run projects for clients and stuff like that. Wow, sounds like you work on a lot of things. And yeah, the things you work on really impacts your community. Like yeah, up, yeah. up Nepal, that seems like a really good idea. Yeah. That would be useful for a lot of Nigerians. Yeah. I know how annoying it is when there's no life or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what good about it. Yeah. So what are your roles in those organizations? What do you uh Okay. At Up Nepal I work as a web developer intern. Um we have an we have the Android version of the app. We are actually being um, part of the Facebook M Acceleration Program currently. So we have an Android app already. We are, so I'm working on, I work with the team on the web platform. We're trying to integrate it into the web so it can be accessible and we can reach far more than those who are using smartphones. So my work basically is just to consume and convert the Android app, have the web app working perfectly. And that's, that's basically it. I work mainly on the front end. Okay. Uh, so I saw that you blog a lot. What made you decide to start blogging? Okay, blogging actually was for two main reasons. It was actually for myself. I wanted to go deep and learn and improve myself. That was actually what made me start blogging because writing actually helps me to understand better than I would have understood if I actually written about it. So when I learn a new stuff, I write about it. It helped me go deep. So that was actually my idea and I started blogging. And also, I wanted to share the little knowledge I have with some other newbies starting to learn. And I started learning, it was actually rough. I had to find tutorials and finding straight answers are actually not there. So not everyone has to learn the rough way we had to learn. So I just thought of it, okay, write what you know and help others to learn. Yeah. I think anybody that's learning anything could share yeah. with a blog, even if they feel like they're a complete beginner. <laughs> yeah. So how do you come up with topics to blog about? How do you decide what you're going to blog about? Okay, I, I actually release my articles on Mondays. So I write the articles on Sundays. Basically, the whole week is to think about what to write. So if I learn something new during the week, I write about it. And if I don't learn anything new, I just look around and check through the topics and I see, okay, which of these topics can gain a wider coverage and which one is more pertaining to beginners and intermediates. So I just look around topics in JavaScript and I write about it. Okay. Um, so do you have any advice for newbies that want to start blogging? Mm, my advice for newbies is basically write about what you know. So many people feel writing articles is about being 
a professional, you have to be good, you have to be senior. It's not actually about that. It's just about writing what you know. If it's just five lines, you know, write about what you know. Having to write what you know helps you to even understand what you're writing better. It helps you to document yourself. So just start off from somewhere. Write about what you know. Forget about your audience. Start by writing what you know. It helps you to learn better. Yeah, that's very true. Because while you're writing, you realize, yeah. oh, maybe yeah, I yeah. don't know as much as I think about this. Yeah, let me research. Let me exactly. read. Yeah, let me research more, so I'll be able to explain better. Yeah, that, that's that's the very the very important part of writing research. While you're researching about it, you get to learn stuff you had not learned about before. Yes. So, how's your experience being freelancing? Yeah, it has been awesome and a little bit awful because working with clients is actually not cool and it is cool because most times you have to go below your standards just to satisfy your clients. It's actually a rough kind of job, but it's awesome because I get to practice more and it gives me more stuff to add to my resume and my portfolio. So working freelancing has actually been awesome. Yeah. Sometimes the client is like, oh, I want this. But you're like, <laughs> yeah. that's not really what I think is the best. <laughs> it's really but, stressful. Yeah. It's true. Um, so what programming languages do you mostly use? Uh, basically, I use JavaScript. The other stuff I know are actually not programming language. So if you ask for programming language, I think it's JavaScript. Okay. And I saw you had a lot of projects, especially uh, some, you had some open source also. How do you come up with uh, ideas for projects? Okay, basically it comes in two ways. If I'm taking a tutorial or a course or whatever, most times there's, there's always an exercise at the end of every tutorial. So. When I do that exercise, I extend it to the knowledge I actually gain in that tutorial. So I end up building something small from it. It's more about hands-on practice. I get to practice more on what I learned. So it's actually what I've built is within my knowledge, within my circle and my strengths. I just leverage on what I learned at the moment and I put it into practice. So that's basically how I come up with some side projects. Okay. Um, do you have any... Uh, so what misconceptions do you think most people have about programming? Okay, yeah. One of such misconceptions is you have to be smart and you have to know mathematics to be a programmer. But it's actually true and it's actually false because most of the syntax in programming is actually a little bit of math, but you don't have to be really deep into math to be a programmer. Like, I personally don't like math, but that didn't stop me from learning how to code. So. I still learn how to code. So you don't have to know math to code. Don't allow that to drive you away. And then secondly, another misconception is frameworks and libraries. So many people feel, okay, you have to learn a framework. You have to learn a library to get a job. Well, it's actually true. And that's why so many newbies are actually rushing to learn it. And actually tell them, okay, like a few minutes before this podcast, where's Boz um, said something. He said, I'm making a JavaScript fundamental course is that he sees so many people rushing into frameworks and libraries without a good set of fundamentals. And that's a misconception. People just feel when you know a little, just jump into a framework or a library. I tell people, get the, get the fundamentals set. Just set it down and get it deep. When you get it deep, you can actually learn any framework. Don't just rush. So don't believe, don't try and rush to the level of becoming a senior developer. Just take your time, take your time. You get it. Yes, that's true. But sometimes it can be a bit hard because all these jobs have all these frameworks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually frameworks and, um, and libraries, they change, but the fundamental is always solid. There's no change there. 
Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, so how's your tech journey been and where are you right now? Um, it has been awesome, good and bad. It has been an awesome experience because I've got to learn a lot of stuff. I've got to meet people, uh, meet a lot of friends. So that's the, the fun part of it. And it has actually been bad because it's actually a rough journey because it's not always easy having to learn new stuff within a stipulated time. So it's actually easy and not easy. So I'm really enjoying it. And I'm currently diving deep into JavaScript. That's what I'm currently doing at the moment, JavaScript. So once I'm done with that, I'm going to move forward. And that's pretty much where I am now in programming. Where do, you, where do you think you're going to move forward? Yeah, moving forward, um, moving forward to React.js and Node.js. I'm currently diving deep into ES6 and ES7 deeply. Once I'm done with that, I'm going to React.js and Node.js. That's moving towards a full stack JavaScript developer. Oh, yes. That's definitely a goal of mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you took your own advice. You learned the JavaScript's fundamentals before yeah. going into yeah. the books. Yeah, I took that very seriously. Okay, that's good. Um, so what other things do you do for fun apart from tech? Wow, fun. Um, basically, <laughs> do I really have fun? I watch movies. <laughs> I watch movies for fun. I think that's more what I do for fun. And I play chess. And I do more music, I listen to music, yeah. I think that's pretty much how I have fun. <laughs> do you do photography, uh, like mm. digital marketing? Mm, photography, yeah. I learned photography, I think, for one and a half year, but I've actually not been doing that for a very long time, but I don't think I do that. Digital marketing, yeah, it's actually part of my job, so it's actually not really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you have any advice for people learning to code? Uh, yes. Okay. Let me quote um, Otemo Iwa Prosper. He said, the excitement of learning is good. Take your time and enjoy every bit of it. There's really no rush and getting there because the moment you take you're there, you start to decline. And this is really true because the community surrounding developers are actually really, really can bring you down because when you see senior developers, you feel, wow, I want to get there, I want to be like them. But this is telling you, you should take your time and enjoy every bit of your learning. You don't have to rush. You get there. It's not by rushing that will get you there. You just take it step by step. Enjoy every bit of your learning. You won't get those time back. So take your time and learn. Don't rush. Don't have imposter syndrome because um, you see a senior developer traveling around, speaking at conferences, and you feel, okay, I want to, I want to, I wish. Yeah, you, it, it's good to have dreams and aspirations, but you should not allow that to slow you down. You should not allow that to bring down your dreams. Just keep learning and don't allow that excitement to die. That's basically, it. just keep moving. Because the moment you think you're there, you start to decline. That's it. So keep learning. Yeah, that's very true. You just know that your time will get there. And yeah, so you get there. you'll be a yeah, senior developer. Exactly. While you were self-learning, how did you know when you were um, good enough to be hireable? Okay, well, it's basically more on hands-on practice. When I see I can actually use what I've learned in real time, then I know I know it to move on, move on to the next topic. So it's more like when I take a tutorial and I'm done with it, I practice what I've learned more 
I go and extend more than what I learned in the tutorial and I take down my time and practice it. So once I can actually use what I learned in a real time, like a real world application, then I know, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. I can move forward to the next one. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Balaji, for joining me on my podcast. All right. Thank you very much. It was nice having you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs>